Hugo arrives and hours later, Jade dies. July 2018, I got hit with massive tragedy. I lost my soulmate, my wife, my lover, hours after birth, and I was left with our only first son. We bought a beautiful barn conversion wow. in September 2015. After that point then, it was to step to, to create a family yeah. and have our first our first child. Jade had a brilliant nine months. Did she? Yeah. Her last 12 months on this planet, she did, she did, she visited nine countries. Wow. Weekends away with the girls, holidays with me, family, just phenomenal. I never got to say goodbye to Jade. She was just pushed out of the delivery room, just like that, gone. I'm, I'm sleep deprived. How am I going to get energy? How am I going to dig myself out of this hole? How am I going to try and think differently or just try and find a tiny bit of light going forward in amongst this absolute tragedy and chaos? I've got Hugo, a newborn baby. Jade has died and I've gone back home to our family home. We would have been together for the rest of our lives. Yeah. You know, Jade lost 50 years of her life. I lost 50 years with Jade. Hugo doesn't have a mother. Grief is the hardest thing alongside bringing a child on, in, into this world that we will experience as human beings, the end. As always, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it but I really want your help and do me a quick favour. Can you click subscribe or follow before you listen on? This means that as soon as a new episode drops, you get notified. Rick, thank you very much for joining us today. Really appreciate you giving us some time. Yeah, it's a pleasure being here today. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you, mate. Um, right, we're going to start by putting you on the spot. Every sit-down that we do with whoever it is, yeah. I put people on the spot with the first question. So okay. what I want you to do is take no more than a minute and just try and cover everything that's happened in your life in the last five years. So from five years ago to now, um, try and see if you can get through it in under a minute. What, just everything? Absolutely everything. Right. So Rick 2018 to Rick 2023 in a minute. Yeah. Right. You reckon you're up for the challenge? Uh, yeah, I'll go for it. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna have to kind of skip yeah. over bits and yeah, bits and yeah. pieces, but yeah. I'll hand it over to you. There's your right. minute. One minute. Um, July 2018, I got hit with massive tragedy. I lost my soulmate, my wife, my lover. Um, hours after birth, and I was left with our only first son. And from that point, I had to move through deep grief, shock, loss, trauma, tragedy, and do my very best, really, um, to be a sole parent. Um, and ultimately, then that moved through to me um, finding a way to number one, needing an outlet, and number two, believing in myself. I went on this massive running journey. I did 10K runs in memory of Jade, I did a half marathon, I did a full marathon in memory of Jade. Um, and then lockdown hit and we we're all like, bang, what's going on? I had all these ideas from running and then moved those ideas and started to take action in lockdown. Short story is I have five children's books, uh, five children's bereavement books and two adult books. Uh, various different memory websites uh, and then recently um, I've just created a podcast called Real with Rick which shares my journey of loss and everything that happened from that point going forward I think you've done a pretty good job I didn't time it but it's <laughs> there or thereabouts yeah. isn't it yeah. Yeah, you it were is. under a couple yeah. of minutes at least right. well look 
there's some some really hard hitting stuff in there and yeah. some stuff that I really want to dig into because you know like I said before we come on we've we've gone out on social media and and there is a lot of people out there that tune into the podcast that have lost in one way, shape, or form, um, whether that be partners, kids, people close to them. Um, and I think there's a lot of stuff knowing and looking into and doing research on your kind of story as such and your journey. There's so much that I think people, when they listen to this podcast, can learn about and take um, take information and take Definitely. really positive stuff from. Um, what I'm just interested in as well is just going prior to obviously the 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 2018 what was kind of your sort of life and relationship before so i met jade i met jade when she was 17 and i was 18. okay childhood sweetheart long time ago eh? yes a long time ago I'm, I'm 30, less wrinkles I'm for us all I'm 30, yeah 39 now so i met we, we me and jane met when we were teenagers and um you know we we got through you know uh sixth form college university you know with some ups and downs naturally as well but we got through that um, Jade went off traveling, came back, and then we really came together after that point. And our lives grew, our careers grew, um, and as as we do in our lives, we try to be the best people. We try to take the best paths in our careers. Couples growing together, going on holidays, enjoying life, being around good people, having good friends and family. It's all of that. It's all of that. Yeah. And. Um, you know, and then, and then the, the the big step or the next step was finding our our forever home in the country. We bought a beautiful barn conversion wow. in September 2015, and what a beautiful forever home! And we always knew after that point, then it was to step to to create a family yeah. and have our first our first child, um, and that that happened July 2018. But unfortunately, Jade, Jade died hours after birth, um, literally hours after birth. What was the kind of, um, was, was, she, was she well in pregnancy and stuff like that? Was yeah, it, was Jade, complications Jade, and stuff? Yeah, or? she had high blood pressure at the start of a pregnancy and at the end of a pregnancy. She was induced because of her high blood pressure, but right. she had a really healthy pregnancy. Jade was a healthy 33-year-old woman. Yeah. Um, so you know we, we you move through the nine months the best uh we can it's jade, tough it's jade, a tough nine months for everybody you know what, isn't it though, jade had a brilliant nine months did she yeah jade also if you go back to not the nine months of pregnancy the her last 12 months on this planet she did she did she visited nine countries wow and i sort of go was that meant to be for jade and you know you, you do you do look yeah. at these things like that and nine countries you know weekends away with the girls holidays with me family just phenomenal and then you know you move forward into into the summer of 2018 and you know and then hugo hugo arrives and hours later jade dies and you know ultimately you know i, I never i never got to say goodbye to jade she was just pushed out the delivery room um and just like that gone everything everything um my my soulmate my lover my best friend my wife just just gone what does a guy do at that point christ almighty so i mean you've got various feelings going through your head i mean i can only i can't even imagine it because i've never been through it everything that we'd built together you've been together a long time you're just starting the next level of your future with family and we we, we were an incredible couple yeah 
we were a powerful couple. We we would have been together for the rest of our lives. Yeah. You know, Jade lost 50 years of her life. I lost 50 years with Jade. Hugo doesn't have a mother. Um, at that point, time stopped. Yeah. Everything, nothing mattered other than one foot in front of the other, breathing, keeping my head up and just realising at that point you, you you need to to make Jade proud. You need to do the best you can. You need to be there for your son, and being there for my son meant that I was a twenty four seven daddy from birth. Mm. Two days later, I'm going back to our beautiful barn conversion we bought in September twenty fifteen. Jade's not there. So what what She's do you do when you walk, when you walk when you walk through your house? after that point two days on you're obviously very early in everything that's <clears> happened you you've got a baby yeah that you, you're carrying in nothing is how it should be mm. you've got a responsibility you feel you know your feelings gonna be all over the shop you're gonna be sad angry you know you're not gonna know what's going on you also it's your first kid so there's so many emotions that yeah. come with come with that yeah um what what are the f first initial few days like i mean what are you actually even doing in those first few days I, I, you're not even on this planet. I'm, yeah. You, you, you're not on this planet, and you and I slipped into this survival survival mode very quickly. Right. I had to. It was sink or swim. I didn't have a choice. It was being on this planet or not, and it was as simple as that. But my son needed me, and he needed feeding every two hours, and I was getting two three hours of sleep, two hours two to three hours sleep a night, feeding Hugo every two hours with his milk dealing with a, a crying baby and everything that comes around a newborn. Yeah, which is in itself tough for anybody. One of the hardest, yeah. the hardest thing we do yeah, yeah. is bringing a child into this world. Yeah. <laughs> but my life had gone. Jade wasn't here. I'm, I'm in this, this major shock, major shock. There's, there's shock, numbness, you know, adrenaline, um, this survival mode in your mind, and what is that survival mode? You keep mentioning survival. What is that? Yeah, what, it's what? it's you you you're you're you. I've got Hugo, a newborn baby. Jade has died, and I've gone back home to our family home with a newborn. As I said, nothing else mattered. Yeah. Work, money, whatever. Nothing else mattered. But when I say survival mode, you're you're on this planet, but you're not. Right. And you don't want to be here, but you are. So you had times so going through that period where you, 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 you didn't want to be here. Yeah, of course there was there was moments which is a, which is a very mixed feeling to have given. Yeah, understandable feeling, obviously, under but understandable. And and to be honest with you, it was inevitable. Of course, you know, within the first few months of of my loss, suicidal thoughts, not wanting to be here, um, and then. Just then, all this you're sleep deprived as well significantly yeah, then, sleep deprived you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sleep deprived I'm thinking how am I going to get energy 
how am I going to dig myself out of this hole? How am I going to try and think differently or just try and find a tiny bit of light going forward in amongst this absolute tragedy and chaos and looking after a baby 24-7 and trying to breathe? Grief is the hardest thing alongside bringing a child into this world that we will experience as human beings the end. There's, there's nothing else. There's nothing else. And my body was shattered. Um, I felt like my nervous system had completely broken down and, and been shattered. Uh, my gut and feelings weren't working. A massive part of me died Yeah. in July 2018. But I had to find a way to literally find this self-belief inside to go, Eric, you're going to make Jade proud. You are going to go and do something incredible. Believe it every single minute of the day and never, ever let it go. I was very hungry and driven before July 2018. You know, I ran sales offices, um, very much in management, and had a good career from what I'd built up and, and certainly Jade had a fantastic career up to the point of Hugo being born. The one thing I didn't want to lose Aaron is my hunger yeah. and my drive. Because I felt if I lost that forever. You're losing yourself really, aren't you? In... I'm in this grief cocoon, yeah. this grief coma, which is a, probably a better way to say it. And that's it. I have no hope. And I'm just in this grief coma and life shit and and that's it. You just I've just got to plod. You just plod. Because you got to for me, listening to that, you got two clear options. You got a tea junction moment, which is you go left, you give up, you know, you go down a very dark path for yourself, for yeah. everyone around you and stuff yeah. like that, or you go right yeah. and you, you decide to make a change or yeah. decide to do something else or to hold on to that light at the end of the tunnel. And when you think of that, and that's a good way of putting it, that, that T-junction, and you go left and right. And if I took the road to go down the dark road, yeah, effectively, I, I, didn't, I didn't turn to, I could have, I didn't turn to alcohol, yeah. I didn't turn to drugs, I didn't turn to gambling. Was there any ever temptations for those sort of things or not? Um. Not really, no, not, not Some of the really. people that have reached out to me will come to that sort of a bit later. Yeah. Um, they, they have mentioned uh, the way, some of the ways that they've, not for a, a, a long period of time, but, they, you know, stuff like drink and stuff, sort of numb the pain, forget. Yeah, I think for me, it's um, not, not not the gambling or, or, the, or the drugs, but alcohol. You know, we all, we all like to have a drink, don't we? Yeah. Um, I'm not a heavy drinker. I don't have alcohol in my house. I don't. I've never really been like that. But I like a, I like a, a social. And I like a good few drinks. And I yeah. like a good time. Yeah. I'd Hugo. If I turned to the bottle, oh, it would have ruined my life. Yeah. It would have ruined my life. It would have ruined my relationship with my son. Uh, it would have ruined even more relationships out there with people around me. Yeah. So, and but alcohol wasn't touching the sides, Aaron. It didn't touch the sides right. because my body had been battered physically and mentally. 
I felt I needed to drink two or three times more alcohol to even just get a little bit of feeling tipsy. Right. Jade's funeral, a month after. Goodness me, I, I would have had at least three quarters of the bottle, or at least a bottle of whiskey if you had it all up. Add it all up. And, and other drinks as well. Yeah. It, it wasn't even touching the sides. Yeah. My body had, had shut down, you know, at Jade's funeral, my eyes were black. I had massive rings around my eyes. I yeah. was gone. I wasn't there. Not human. Not just there. not with it, yeah. I wasn't there. Um, how how I just had kind this, of... I just had this physical form of 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 just grinding every single day. Burden, grind, mm. grief. Yeah. Heavy. Deep grief. Yeah. Deep grief. What what's your kind of you mentioned you sort of put one foot in front of the other. You mentioned just just need to breathe. Yeah. All, all those sort of real basic stuff, but are not basic when you're under duress. How, what's your kind of family network like? Have you, have you had, you know, how, how did um, did that support network come together? Have you and Jay got a, you know, a big you know family? What, like, or? It, I've, you know, it's, it's a massive thank you out there to everybody that came in and helped me, certainly in the first, you know, 12, 12 months. Yeah. You know, there was there was Jade's family, there was my family. You know, people would come in as and when. You know, I I don't know if there were other WhatsApp groups out there in terms of discussions on yeah. where's Rick? Did anyone go around and see him? Or I don't really know what was happening around there. But yeah. all I knew that people were coming in. Yeah. You know, with 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 consistency and supporting me, and and I think everyone yeah. doing that in that first twelve months. You know. And and I did need that, and it did give me some warmth and comfort, definitely, with having people in the house every three or four days. Yeah. Um, and you know, people leaving food, you know, that that lived in the village around the corner, and dropping it off at my doorstep. It, it's just beautiful. Yeah. To, when I do look back and go, I thank you so much. I thank you for doing that. I thank you for doing that. Shows um, so how you were thought of, though. I think with surrounding people yeah you know, friends and family yeah and people that live close to you and stuff shows maybe what she meant to them um, and what you meant to them as, as as a couple as friends as family yeah. and stuff as well yeah jade jade was popular yeah she did amazing in every single ang angle of her life um she was loved by all i believe she was the core like of her girl group yeah the glue yes yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jade sat in the middle, and so you know I, I appreciated everyone's everyone's support. I did, but I knew there would come a point where I would have to I would have to take this journey alone at some point. It, it's a turning point. You do because I I was wrapped up in in people pleasing and really worried about not worried but thinking about other people's feelings and and that's normal and natural as well because you're going through something absolutely horrific yeah you know it's not just my loss everyone else has yeah. lost as well yeah in their own circumstances with regards to jade jade's family my family all of her friends you know so and all of my friends and my group and you know so there's all these different groups of people um that jade meant the world to but as i say i knew i had to find the strength to stand on my own two feet and go 
you you don't want to take this journey alone because it's still good to have people around. Yeah. But you do have to take this journey. You have, to start, you, to take, you have yeah. to start taking How long did it take you to kind forward? of believe that you knew you needed to do that? Um, I, I think it was... I think it was when I ran the marathon. Was that maybe a that turning was, point moment? O- bit of an, a it was October moment. 19, October 2019, when I uh, ran the marathon. And I promised Jade I'd run a marathon. When she was alive, I said, you're doing nine months pregnancy. Least I can do is do 26 <laughs> yeah. miles. <laughs> you're you're, you're going to give give birth to our baby boy, and I'm going to then literally get the trainers on and train for nine months and run a marathon. Yeah. For you, for me, for us. Um. And, and I pictured Jade at the finishing line. She, was, she wasn't there holding Hugo. And that's the way it should have been. Yeah. She wasn't there. I ran the marathon on my own. Um, and, but that was, that was the turning point, really. And I remember crossing the line and pounding my chest and going, that's for you. You can do anything. Yeah. That was for you, Jade. But you can do anything, Rick. You put your mind to something, you can do anything. Go for it. And then obviously, you know, of course... You see the rest of 2019 out, and then lockdown hits into 2020, which was another tough smack in the mouth. When you, so. when the, in those sort of early days, then the kind of six, first six to 12 months, you mentioned that there's a the, quite a big support network, but then you, you had to kind of take it upon yourself to make that change in your own head and go go it alone, as such. Like you said, what actual support is out? Uh, so over and above friends and family, what support is actually out there for widows? So there's a, there's a national uh, charity uh, out there called Way we Widowed and Young. Okay. So they are for widows and widowers that have lost under the age of 51, I believe. Okay. So I was aware of Way Widowed and Young. It took I think it took some time for me to be aware of them. Maybe maybe eight or twelve months after my loss. Right. Um, but you know, it's it's definitely a platform for anybody out there to go. If you have lost your husband or wife and you're not aware of this charity, go and follow them on the socials. Go and plug in. Yeah. You might just meet some new people that, let me tell you straight, we'll get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll understand your journey. Um, and, you know, you could you could find yourself making friends for life, really. But but this is the... Obviously, I'm a non-profit book author and we'll talk yeah. about my book author journey. You know, my latest book, Growth Through Grief, you know, the proceeds of, of this book are going to Way Widow and that charity, yeah. That charity, yeah. So. Do you, do you, did you have significant help from the charity at times or...? Uh, no, no. It was just I knew they were there yeah. and they, they, they've got their own setup as, as a national charity. There's things you can plug into online yeah. or, you know turn up at events and you know you're meeting you know like like-minded individuals that have gone through something very similar that get it and then you know you start to you start to create bonds with those those people and, yeah um and then you start to to find ways to grow within yourself I, i've not done any of that but i just came came across way and because obviously with all my book journey i was sort of like going right okay where, where can i place these books you know, and my, my first autobiography that, that was that was written, my first adult book, Puppy Love, which is the story of mine and Jade's life and ends with my grief, again, is with Way We Don't and Young. So that's where, you know, I sort of like knew about them and thought, yeah. well, what a beautiful thing, Rick. Give give the proceeds to, to Way We Don't and Young. Yeah, it makes sense. So. It's, a, it's, a, it's a good, it's a testament to what you've done 
yeah what you're going through as well and it makes be sense because give it's, back it's, effectively yes to, yeah i've gone i i started to go on this journey of giving back and i, and I feel like i'm still on this journey of giving back yeah. it's evolving yeah thing, isn't it yeah. it's it's con yeah. it's it's a journey it's changing it's evolving it's adapting and and you know as you'll probably know you know you you you, you take the balls to walk through one door and there's another one yeah, right yeah. there for you. And you kind of go, wow, how, how has this happened? Well, it's because you you didn't let fear drag you down and you decided to walk through that door. That's yeah. why it's happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think the future's, you're a master of your own destiny in effect. Yeah. You make tough choices, easy choices. You make choices yeah. and then things, things open up. And yeah. we just need to take that first step. Yeah. And that's all we need to do. And then just get engrossed in those steps and going up that ladder and then just see where it takes you. And mm. I guess that is what I decided to do some time ago. And that is still where I am now, really. Yeah. You know. So you've spoken about Hugo. What's he like? Oh, I've seen Hugo. him on all over your Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Cheeky chappy. What, Hugo, the Hugo now? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So he's he's five now. He's yeah. coming up to five and a half. It's a nice age. And it's a tough age. It's a tough age. Tell it's you. a nice it's, age. It's yeah. a nice age, yeah. but it's a tough age. And, you know, at the moment... I am the worst dad in the world. I am, you know, everything. Everything I do is wrong. Uh, he's just so set in his ways, Hugo. He is because he's been treated so well, and he's the only child. And because of the circumstances as yeah. well, um, it, it brings its own challenges. But he is a cheeky chappy. He loves his jokes. He likes to play to play practical jokes. Uh, but also as well, he's a when you look at him, he's a beautiful combination of me and Jade. Yeah, beautiful. He's like Jade bottom half, and then me top half. Obviously hair. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, he's 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 coming on great now. He's he's got his swimming at school. He started football as well on Saturday mornings, and I'm just about to try and get him into martial arts. Okay. In the yeah. next sort of like yeah. two or three. You're a gooner, well. aren't you? I'm an Arsenal fan. Yeah. 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 I'm Liverpool, so yeah. competing this season yeah, yeah. for once. Anyway, I'll tell you what, we've got a great opportunity this year. We'll see. We'll yeah, like see. last couple of years, you've massively yeah. strengthened. Yeah, I think I think, I think Liverpool has been good for you. Yeah, yeah, I think Liverpool will be up there as well. I think you'll do so. much better than you did last season. But uh, yeah, he's finally got a new midfield in that can run. Yeah. It's got some legs. That's yeah, the difference, yeah. I think. Yeah, so it's going to be an interesting one. So is, is he more of a is he more of a footy player? Is he more of a you know where where where's his passion lies? You think? So he, he started to play football every Saturday morning in the village, and you know it's a bit of fun for him. Um, but he just loves his swimming. Yeah, he does. Yeah. because that's what I pushed him into quite early on. He's he's loving his swimming at the minute. Is there a reason for that? Um, no, there's no reason. I wanted to push him in quite early. Yeah, trying to get him blooded for the ice baths. Yeah, well, yeah. Sometimes he goes into the garden and puts his finger in and goes, "Oh, you know." Yeah, but also, as well, going, going back to the swimming, um, I wanted to push him in quite quite early. Yeah. But also, we've got a um, a world champion in the family. Okay. So uh, yeah, swimming. Okay. Uh, James Guy. He's uh, he's my cousin. So he um, swims for Great Britain, and uh, I always show Hugo some stuff on the socials um, with James and stuff like that, and. Um, and I've done that in the past as well, so I don't know if that's had a knock-on effect with him wanting to get emulate into maybe or... a bit, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. he loves it. he loves his swimming. He does. Um, but the thing is, with kids at that age, you've got to push them in. Yeah, you've got to you know be a bit sort of proactive. And most kids are like, I can't be bothered. Just give me my 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 iPad or just just put YouTube on or 
and that's yeah. the world yeah. we live in. They'd sit in front of the iPad all day if you let. Oh them, God, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we need to keep busy. I need diversification. I need is is discipline to get better as well. And I think discipline comes with doing these sorts of things as well. Yeah. So, well, you get a lot of stuff from football, can't, uh, a lot of stuff from sport in general. I think. Yeah. In terms of just the general learning, however old you are, yeah, the basic yeah. disciplines, the principles of grafting for your team, teamwork, yeah. working hard, you know, yeah. learning things, trying Definitely. to practice a skill over a period of time. Like you can you can take sport into business, sport into growing yeah. up. It's got so many. Yeah. You know, it, it crosses it, over, doesn't it? It creates this layer of found and this foundation. Yeah. Yeah. to then step forward depending on whatever you want to do so you know I was really sporty kid as well you know I loved my football and karate and, yeah. and stuff like that um, so you know you you try and push them in don't you get them cracking but Hugo's doing Hugo's doing awesome he's a typical five year old boy you know that knows what he wants um, and uh, but yeah the, the combination is an interesting one with me and him you know especially being 24-7 dad and just me so. yeah how, how does that do you think impact your relationship with him because you, you you know is there other moments where you feel you know even closer than maybe what you would have been previously other moments where you know obviously a parent there's moments where you want to cuddle your kids so yeah. so tight and moments where you want to throw them out of a window you know yeah, you, yeah, it's yeah, completely yeah. yeah that's what it is isn't it i mean how, how do you feel like that single parent situation has affected your relationship with hugo uh, it's interesting you say those two elements because with what's happened to me and us I feel like I have a different, you know, set of lenses and and pair of ears now. You know, I've 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 changed as a person. Yeah. Not negatively, but I've changed. I've evolved. I've had to. And I feel I really appreciate the small things, the really tiny things that most people will surpass or won't even even take an eye to. What stuff? You know, just Hugo walks into school and gets in the line, and I'm I'm still probably stood there staring at him, right? Yeah. You know, and just and, you're and in the, the moment, and you? the yeah. normal parent is drop off, go to work, is, you know, is, is back out, in the, the car, out, yeah. out the, the gates already, and I'm, yeah. and I'm staring at him and looking at him, going, I'm "So proud of you, son." Yeah, you know, you're five. Look at you. We've we've come so I've come so far. You've come so far. Your yeah. mum would be so proud. You have moments where you. Yeah, it's yeah. powerful. And it's those m tiny moments we might be walking together down the country lanes because, you know, we live in the country and he's yeah. on his scooter or his bike. And, you know, of course, there's, there's moments where I still break and have teary moments and really feel everything Jade is missing. Yeah. Is that where you feel it the most? Where you feel yeah. some, like maybe something happens, whether it's big or small, and you think you should be here for this. Do you know what I mean? It's Yeah. Yeah, be part of this. Yeah, it, it was it was like this week. I was I was I was in the car and I was doing a bit of business here, there, and everywhere. I was all over the place, and um, and I was driving in my car and I was coming home, and I was just thinking about all the things that I'm doing and all the the growth decisions that I'm making for man in Hugo's life. And Jay's not here, and I just burst into tears in the car. And yeah. that was it. I was just I was I was gone for. It's just so overwhelming. And you just fall straight into this, this this cry crunch, and you you know you're there for sixty seconds, and and you come back, and then you know I've got a bit of music on, and get out of the car and a bit, yeah. take a deep breath, and walk back in the house and go, let's go, with it carry on, yeah, 
So that must be difficult. It's really very, difficult. very hard. It's very hard. It's very hard. But also as well, when you were mentioning there about those, you know, the the, the, the dimensions with Hugo, when I'm when I'm like cognitive overload, <laughs> you know, when he's got off to his grandparents or he's going off wherever, and I've got some free time like I've got this weekend. Yeah. I'm not a dad anymore. Yeah. I'm not a dad. I'm Rick. Yeah. And, and I used to, it used to, it used to crush me, Aaron. Yeah. When I used to take him off to his grandparents or whatever, and and I used to, and if he's not, was with it the me, guilt, guilt that you're not with him all the time, or or putting on other people, or you doing things for yourself? It's because within the first, definitely the first twelve months, I felt like I didn't have a bond with Hugo. That's nothing to do with him. Yeah. as a baby a human being just a lot on it's because of what happened to me yeah. it's because of my loss my trauma and the tragedy and what I was amongst it was I didn't have a bond I didn't it felt so empty but I was still doing what I needed to do to, to feed him to clothe him to, to, to take care of him you know, and just wanting, oh, I can't wait till he gets a little bit older and we can do these things together. Yeah. You know, so he'd go off to his grandparents, I'd go back home, it'd take me like six hours. You know, I'm, I'm in tears, I'm a mess and I'm in the house and it, it took me about six hours to just come round and go, right, now you can get on with your time, Rick, without Hugo. But yeah. now it's totally different. Yeah, Time's yeah. gone on, he goes off and I'm in the car and I'm like, you're not daddy anymore. This is your, your this time. Is He's probably going to enjoy his time with his grandparents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's happy, aren't they? Yeah. Grandparents will love having him. And, That's it. And, yeah. and and I'm just like going, you know, I'm uh, I'm Rick now and I'm going to have a good time. And, you know, I feel, I do feel like I'm a different person when I'm not with Hugo. But that that's normal and natural. Yeah. It is. But but that's me stepping more into Rick. That's yeah. me. I suppose you lost into... Rick for a period of time, I bet. Well, I lost myself a couple of times yeah. and I had to find myself again. But you know, I go all the way back to, you know, when we think about life in general, think about the way we were is when we were 16, 17, 18, you know, school, sixth form, university, and the, the drive, the hunger, the confidence, What we didn't care what people thought really. Yeah. And then life then moves along. We make decisions, we take on financial burden. We we meet a partner, you know. We have responsibility, and quite then, quickly as well. Yeah. yeah, quite quickly, and then everything evolves and changes. And then you look back and you go, and I do this, and I go, I want to be more like Rick Hart when I was eighteen to twenty. Rick at eighteen, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. kind of like on this Carefree. journey now, going, yeah. I will, I will do it, Aaron. I'll be I'll be back to where Rick Hart was when I was eighteen to twenty. But you need that, I think, for your own self. You know, you recharge your batteries for your own for your own self-preservation and your own mind to yeah. have that time yeah i think i look back i took faith on um she'll be 18 next month but i took her on when she was 18 months old when i met my ex-wife um and i, I think i was 19 right. just under 19 i think yeah so it's quite a big commitment at the top i knew it was yeah, right yeah. just knew it was right yeah um and yeah you know she doesn't see her dad anymore a biological dad or whatever and i'm dad or whatever but it's the best thing i've ever done but what I looking back, what I lost was probably two to three years of me. You know, the, the lads would go on their beanos, and I'd I'd choose not. I, I could have gone, but I choose to stay home. Yeah, and I don't regret those decisions. And I had moments they wouldn't have had maybe until the twenty four, twenty five. Yeah, because that that closeness with a kid and all that stuff. Yeah. I did that quite early. Yeah, um, and that was the route I wanted to go down. But there are occasions when I look back and I think, oh, would have been good to have a you know to maybe get more of a balance at that time, not feel like I had to be parent 24-7 and yeah. maybe have some more time for myself because that time's gone now yeah. and I've got three kids now. 
um, you know, so the, the, the more you populate and the older you, sometimes, you know, with different things that are going on in your life, you have less time yeah. or you're just making different choices and maybe you should make a choice for yourself every now and again. So you still have the same 24 hours, yeah. but you choose to put it into that rather than that. Definitely. I think that's kind of where I'm at, which is sometimes, I'm better at it now, but I've struggled over the last few years and we were talking about, you said before we come on, why'd you start the podcast? You know, choices, struggling to make the right choices. Really, you know, when, when Delilah was born nine months ago, she had, it was a traumatic start to the world. She came out not breathing. We've only just had our debrief right. on that and that was interesting because yeah. <laughs> I thought I was walking out of the hospital with nobody because Stoke yeah. was white as a sheet blood oh. everywhere it was horrible um, yeah. and Delilah was not breathing for a long time had to go in intensive care for a few days God. you know there was a five minute period where nobody was doing anything and I thought I'm walking out of here with nobody mm. nobody and that was you know I'm tearing up now <laughs> um, that, that was horrible um, but you make choices and I make choices over the last nine months last few months rather than going into the gym in yeah. the morning at six o'clock like I always used to yeah. Delilah's going to be awake yeah. I make a choice to do that feed because I want that time yeah. and I can go to the gym at, you know, if I'm not doing it it's only because of my choices yeah, I'm not yeah. moaning about it I'm not yeah. it's because I'm choosing to do that and I never did that with with Freddie and Faith I think I missed I was working too much it was yeah. the whole thing of you know, I'm a provider. I got to work. I get, you know, go out at seven, get back at seven, all that stuff. And it's like I kind of missed a bit of that mm. upbringing bit. Mm. I want to make. I don't want to make that mistake again. Yeah. So yes, I get pissed off when I look in the mirror sometimes and think, oh, I wish I'd yeah. done a bit more. But then I'm like, well, I'm actually, I'm, I'm having a lot of time here. So it's just kind of like constant evolving, balancing act of what's important. Do you know what yeah. I mean? You, and that's it. It's like you said, it's a with, tough one with time. Time's massive. Yeah. We have 24 hours in a day. Yeah. What, we, what are we all doing in 24 hours? You know, do you need to sleep eight hours? Do you yeah. really need to sleep eight hours? I can get six solid hours and probably still have a more productive day. And then I've gained myself that effectively, you. you know, 14 hours in that week extra to doing different things. Do you know? you do, yeah. it's, it's like you mentioned about the gym. You know, if you really want it, you know, train in the evening, if you're busy with work or whatever, oh, get up at 5 a.m. Yeah. Welcome to the 5am club. Yeah, Get yeah. up, train, do what you need to do. Um, everyone, I believe, can make slight tweaks in their 24 hours to, mm. to then move into the following day. And it's those small, tiny steps. And this is what I try to do now. Literally go, small steps, Rick, and just keep putting one positive on top of the other, even yeah. if it feels like 0.5% or even 0.25%. Yeah, it's a compound. And yeah. yeah, and you just compound and you grow and grow. I live in the country, as I've mentioned, and I love it. It's peaceful. You know, I've built the spa in the garden. I've got the gym. And if I want to plug into the cities and, and, and socialise, I can. But I think preserving me and my energy is very important, Aaron. It's very important. That, what, what I've got from your social media, listening to your podcast, and obviously doing some digging before today over the last few weeks is you put a lot of effort into yourself, mm. which I think is great because, yeah. you know, for a variety of different reasons, for your own self and also for you to be a better person for yeah. everybody around you. But I think, yeah, I think you sometimes, when, when things, when times are stressful, whether it's loss, whether it's pressures, whether it's financial issues, whether it's relationships, the one thing that always drops off is the focus on yourself. Mm. Most of the time for most people. And I think that's the, the area that, you need to really look after yeah because you're not a very good person for anybody else your kids your family if you're not looking after yourself and you're not good yourself which yeah. inevitably how you feel is very very important for yourself it's, you know it's i always say there's this very simple funnel and i've said this for a long time aaron 
I need to be the best version of me under the circumstances. And if I'm not the best version of me, yeah. well, I need to make changes. And it's a funnel. And the funnel is Hugo. Yeah. And that is it. Because I'm then feeding into him. And if yeah, I'm yeah. a really shit version of me, guess what? He's going to be getting that. And yeah, he's going to yeah. be feeling that. And Do you put yourself... Is that accountability for you? Is that is that... That's my is that your line? That's that your is my line. That is, that yeah. is it. The yeah. simple funnel. If you are a shit human being or you are eroding or dissolving in a negative form, that is going to then hit my son negatively. Yeah. So I've literally... And pe people watch my the socials and, and look at what I'm doing, but I'll tell you something. It's not easy. It's not easy. The things I do, what I try to keep on top of, for my physical and mental state, especially my mental state, I have to work hard to keep on top of that, to be this version of Rick. Um, you know, and of course there's times where I think, I just can't be asked. I cannot be asked. I cannot be asked to sit in the ice bath. I can't be asked to get into the gym. I can't be asked to take Hugo to school every morning. You know, 24/7 daddy I go I was looking at looking at this the other day thinking I look after Hugo and do everything uh, the maintaining the house the cleaning the washing the tidying up the cleaning up after Hugo his schooling his clothes his bedroom before you even yourself yeah. yeah yeah taking him to school picking him up keeping on top of everything with school you know um the list goes on and on. I don't on. know how you do it, to be honest. The list goes on and on and on. And then in amongst all of that, I go, right, okay, you know, you're a book author. Yes, the writing's finished with your grief journey. You've got your podcast out at the moment. You're doing some really powerful stuff. You know, you've got your property business, which is growing and making some really good decisions in terms of some some, some real growth. Um, and I'm, I'm juggling like three or four different things, if not five different things at the same time alongside being a full-time dad but also wearing all these different hats do you Daddy, feel you need mummy that you know do you feel you need to keep busy is that where you're at your best is that why you're doing it um do you know what it's been interesting in the last 12 months it's been a journey this and it was like that at the start because it was like a distraction but now i can sit in my i can take hugo to school i can go home and i can walk into my house put the kettle on and just sit down in complete silence. If you want to. Yeah. Just. And you're comfortable to do that. And I'm so comfortable. I've, I I have spent more time. You're not sitting there thinking, what's the next podcast episode going to no, be? What's, no. What am I doing? I, what I, I, no, what no, else am I going to do? Do you know what though? I always have, I always have, <laughs> boom, 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 I always boom, boom, have boom. ideas. I'm an ideas man. I'm very yeah. creative. I get that. There's always something going on about what can be done, but at the same time, it's still okay to just be. I, I've spent, I, I have spent more time than most in my own thoughts, yeah. thinking, sometimes overthinking, worrying, thinking about what people think, what am I doing, what should I be doing, am I doing things correctly, you know, would Jade be proud, is Hugo the best version of himself, what else do you need to do now Rick, do you, what, work, what work needs to be done, right, okay, when are you going to do this and do that, my mind does continuously go, but... Mm. You know, there is times where I go, I'm having three or four hours and I'm doing nothing. And, that's and really I'm just, that shows growth, though, in, in your... Yeah, in and I'm yourself, sat yeah, yeah. just within myself. And I, I'm at this point now, five years on through the journey that I've, like, that I've taken and the decisions that I've made. And I'm like, I've got content. I've got peace within. Yeah. 
you know, and it's ta- it's taken a long time to do that. So take me through your journey journey as an author. Yeah, so there's two bits to this, aren't there? There's there is. The, yeah, you've got your so Hugo and Daddy stuff, and you've yeah, got your own stuff. My, so. Yeah. So I ran, you know, hundreds and hundreds of miles. You know, pretty much two three months after Jade died, I went on this running journey and, and doing these runs in memory of Jade. You know, the beautiful Jade T-shirt on and stuff like that. Through running and visualizing, manifesting. What am I going to do? How am I going to do it? I'm going to do something totally different and I'm going to come back from this like no other. And that's what was going through my mind. Mm. I felt I was communicating with the universe. It's so hard to explain this. I believe in manifestation 100%. My body was tingling, tingling. I'm, I'm in tears and my body is tingling while I'm running. I feel like I, I, I was communicating with the earth but I had all these ideas going through my mind. And I thought that the, the writing and the book journey and shouting about mine and Jade's life would have probably happened years on. When Hugo started school, like now, year one. Yeah. But it started in lockdown. I decided to take action then. I didn't have my outlet anymore. I couldn't run. Yeah. I'm in deep grief again with so Hugo. That, was that the, effectively the reason to have another outlet? Yeah, so outlet. March 2020 hits. We're all hit with lockdown. Yeah in everyone's own personal circumstances. I've got a two, two and a half year old baby slipping back into a deep grief, not in a good place. What are you gonna do with it? Right, let's put all these ideas into action. I started to write 1500 words before Hugo woke up, 24 hours. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hugo's yeah. still asleep, 5 a.m. Yeah. I've got my dressing gown, pitch black. You know, Brew. or brews on, yeah, brews on, coffee's on, <laughs> three coffees before seven, yeah. sometimes even four a.m. Yeah, I've got my dressing gown on and I've got the laptop open. The and thing I'm, is with that, I'm, I'm I'm typing. stuff comes to you. Just you can't control when stuff comes to you. No idea. It doesn't have to be negative. No positive ideas. Excitement. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the amount of times I've sat there at two, three in the morning, like yeah. I said before we come on, just oh, I can do that. I'm gonna write that down because I can't. You know, gone through the days of yeah, I'll remember that when I wake up. But then yeah. you don't get to sleep because you're overthinking that you might not forget it. Yeah, and you got these three, four things come to your mind, and you write them down, and you get stuck into it the next day. And yeah, it's just you, you can't. You're not in control of when these things happen. Are you? But one thing leads on to another. Yeah. Quick word from one of our sponsors, Guru Technology. Simply put, they're the highest Google-rated company in their industry. A very different service and a very different set of products covering business-to-business mobiles phone systems, energy renewables and EV, security, CCTV, alarms, AMPR, broadband and IT. They specialise in dealing with companies who are receiving really poor service and spending a lot of money currently with their supplier. They will come to site, do a free of charge audit and fix any problems that you're having. So if you've got problems with your current supply chain, search Guru Technology in Google and give them a buzz. Thank you. Let's get back to the podcast. So what you are doing now will then lead on to something else. When you'll look back and go, I know why I did that now. That needed to happen. So I'm sat there writing 1,500 words a day pretty much at, at, at 4 or 5 a.m. in the morning before Hugo's woke up of mine and Jade's life. And I'm sort of going, this is the life of me and Jade. This is like an autobiography. Mm. And then, so know, at that point, there wasn't actually a plan to at the write very, a book. At the very you were start, just, you were just I downloading. Just, I was just, it was just like a journal. I was journaling. Okay. At the, at the, at the, right. Just basically, laptop open. You've got a Word document. That's your outlet. You're and I'm just going. And I'm, I'm starting to type about when I first met Jade when she was seventeen. I was eighteen, and we were in the nightclub in Wakefield. All right. 
and then and I'm going on and on and then you then you move it on and then it's, it's and and I was storytelling, yeah. And I was just like, this is it, this is it. Anyway, that then gets pulled together. So I go, I need a publisher. I need to start project managing this. I need to start bringing it together. Short story, Puppy Love My Autobiography is available on Amazon now. But I, I wrote all that, you know, very much designed you know pretty much all of it and then got it through to publication and it's 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 on every single online bookstore as how do you go about doing something like that it's the publisher so it's it's what you approach them and if yeah, they buy into the it's whatever approach you want to take really you know so i felt like time was very important and i didn't want to take too much on so i've gone and effectively got an agent which is right. my publisher uh grows of a house publishing in london and they do everything for you um so you know to to copywriting to editing if you want it um to grammar to bringing it all together and then ultimately you know this this book is created and they push it all on all the major platforms out there yes it's your job to push and do whatever you want to do from a marketing perspective but puppy love was was then written and that was published on valentine's day on 2021 But my first book was actually the first children's book that was published. The other arm, as you've mentioned, there's two bits. I also had this writing this children's book for Hugo anyway. So there's me at the table sketching all these ideas out, going, right, me and Hugo on a rocket, you know, this, that, the other. And it took me two hours. Honestly, right, I'm rubbish at poetry, spelling, grammar. It's not not my strength, you know. Twelve months ago, I went and got tested for adult dyslexia, and had quite a high, I have quite a high form of it. Yeah. So it's not my strength, but I was, I was, it was, it's creativity. It's, I'm creating this beautiful book for Hugo, and and it's also a goodbye to Jade as well. Yeah. And it's Hugo and Daddy's nighttime adventures that got to the second bestseller on Amazon. Wow. At the end of 2020, that was published October 2020, and got got a little bit of media attention. It did. So and then the, the journey continues, and I kept on having all these other ideas, and then you move into into twenty twenty one. Puppy Love gets published February twenty twenty one. Then two more children's books get published: Hugo and Daddy's Talent Adventures, Hugo and Daddy's Super Adventures. Talent Adventures. Me and Jade got married in two thousand fifteen in yeah. Thailand. The Thailand book is me taking the steps that me and Jade took, but I'm taking Hugo. Okay. We'll do that one day. So that's that's yeah, that's, that's really lovely, isn't it? beautiful, you how you beautiful it adventure, yeah. fun book. It's the yeah. bereavement books, but also yeah. well, they are fun books as well. They're not yeah. just you know if you've lost someone, buy this. It's good for any kid. Yeah, any kid that opens up Tyler's Adventures, they'll they'll be they'll be like, wow, this is awesome. Really simple, basic poetry. Um, but yeah, and then Super Adventures came. Idea, right? Okay, this H symbol was coming in my mind. This sign for hope. Yeah. Hugo Hart. Yeah. What is this? It's Hugo, a superhero called Hart's Hero. Hugo Hart, H-H, Hart's Hero, H-H, symbol for hope. Yeah. Wow, Rick, you are creative. <laughs> Let's <laughs> yeah. make it happen. Yeah. Two, two hours later at the dining room table, I've got Hugo and Daddy's Super Adventures. Move it through publication, get it published, it's out there. Yeah. With that as well, I created um, a website called www.heartshero.co.uk. People can buy H symbol merchandise for adults, okay. for kids. Yeah. Symbol for hope. This H symbol 
is on the merchandise, the yeah. clothing. Um, and there's a bit more around the, the creation of the superhero adventures as well. And you know, and then um, I did a Christmas book for Hugo as well. And uh, and then I did a, a school a school book for him as well, which was published last September, which was my final children's book. Um, the school book's awesome, you know. Basically, this as we've discussed earlier in the podcast today, I'm taking him to school. I'm yeah. taking him to school, and I'm picking him up, picking him up something so simple, turned it into a book. It's it's fun. It's adventure. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. turning all those, as I say, those small little things into beautiful ele- elements of dropping him off at school, picking him up, my arms are open, and all that sort of stuff. And and Jade features across all of the books as well. Yeah. So they're the children's books, but I'm a non-profit book author. I, I didn't want to take a penny. This this pro- this ongoing project has costed me tens and tens of thousands of pounds, but I've done it because I wanted to do it because I wanted to give back. I feel like that's part of your healing process. Very part much of your so. evolution. Because also, well, think about all the people that I've commissioned to come in to work with me: websites, merchandise, you know, publishers, illustrators. My illustrator illustrator Jackie T unreal me and Jackie went on a phenomenal journey with this Hugo and Daddy's saga of books you know these these individuals are getting commissioned they're not they, they don't they don't work for free yeah I'm giving back but also creating these these beautiful books that are here forever mm. creating something everlasting legacy building what does Hugo think of the books Hugo grabs them from time to time. He's got images in his bedroom. Yeah. You know, he, he has moments, Hugo. So, but as... I suppose you get the years are to come where he'll really understand those books. And the, the thing, the thing for me is, it's when Hugo's like seven or eight. And Hugo at seven or eight, I know, will come into his own element and go, wow, Dad, you, you are a book author and you did all this and that's going to come. Yeah. But also as well, I do believe... I can see it already, Aaron. Hugo will be a children's book author before the age of 10. Yeah. He'll have his own book out. He would have designed it and created it himself and he would he would want stuff in there that's important to him. Yeah. And it will be linked to bereavement, but it also will be a very powerful children's book. And, you know, and I'll do, I'll, and I'll back him all the way. So I can see that already. Hmm. You know, I'm, I'm. I have. When I visualise and believe something, I can see already. It's, it's, it's going to be here. I really do believe. You've that. got all the, all the nuts and bolts that. Yeah. You know, that, that I mean, you've already been through the tough parts of that anyway. Yeah. You know where to go with it. You know yeah. what to do, and it's. Yeah. I suppose it's just a matter a, of timing, isn't it? Yeah, and it's just a case of him going, yeah, yeah, Daddy, let's go for this. Unless yeah. he goes, I do not want, want this for whatever yeah. reason. Then we really hold back for whatever reasons, and that's okay. That's still okay. I just want Hugo I want Hugo just to be happy yeah I just want him to yeah. be happy do you know what Aaron there's one human being that's had no real emotional hit with all of this really and it's Hugo and hits I, to come and I do and I do and I do protect that in some way I do naturally of course mm. I'm his sole guardian the, the, he will have his moments as he grows up I don't have a mum Yeah. how does that make me feel everyone else has got their when did he find out that was the case because um, that, that's another question that we've been asked I, I think I think it, it came on strong for him when he started reception 
because he's starting reception, he's in a school environment. There's daddy doing all these books and I'm, you know, school adventures. I gave the profits to Mr. Tim Primary, the school. Yeah. So, you know, there's lots of parents out there that were probably buying Hugo and daddy's school adventures and then talking to their own kids around, oh, Hugo, you know, Hugo lost his mum at birth. And, and, you know, some of the kids also were talking to Hugo about, you know, you, you, you don't have a mummy anymore, do you? Your mummy's dead. The kids. Yeah. That's, that, that's, that's inevitable. That was going to happen. Yeah. And I think that's when it probably, for me, really hit home for him as a four or five year old boy going, you know, my mum isn't here. But before that, the, the message always was, you know, mummy's in heaven. Mummy is in the sky. She's sitting on the moon. And, and these are the sort of things that I've created in terms of illustrations in the books yeah. as well. Yeah. So, you know, and, it's, you know, when, when you think about it now, he knows his mum is in heaven. He knows she's, she's, she's died. He knows she died after birth. He's starting to ask me more questions. Yeah. And they're quite tough. They're, they're quite tough questions. What sort of questions is he asking? You know, he, he can be asking, he questions anything from, you know, so does, does, does every mummy die? when they get straight after birth. No, Hugo. Um, you know, what happened to my mummy? And um, he asked me the other day, how did mummy feel when she gave birth to me? And this is a journey. This is mm. just, he is gonna ask more and more questions and he'll yeah. get the answers off his dad, definitely. Um, but I know what to deliver to him at the right time. Yeah. Because so, more questions are coming, the older, the, the, you know, as he evolves yeah. his own understanding of his yeah. own self and yeah. his own little personality and, he will, and stuff. And he will it's, know exactly what yeah. happened to Jade and all yeah. the circumstances around why Jade died. But I am not going to be bombarding him with that at a young age. Until he's ready, yeah. Not at all. And, you know, that that's just not going to happen. Um, because, you know, I... I know what I know what's right for him at what given point um and the one thing that I don't want Hugo feeling is sheer heaviness from the loss of from from the loss of his mum even yeah. though he doesn't have the emotional attachment because she gave birth to him he will go on his own journey yeah at some point that he'll be burdened with that at some point when he really really understands emotionally he will yeah um but at five i mean there's not many five-year-olds that will and really understand yeah. what so, that means and what that you know what that you know we were in the garden the other night and we were, we were in the hot tub playing and it was a clear night and sometimes we get in the hot tub on evenings not all the time but anyway we got in the hot tub this evening and and he's looking up and he's going there's mummy and it's the and it's the brightest star yeah. in the sky, and right now that's beautiful. What yeah. a nice moment, yeah. You know, or the moon appears. Mummy's probably somewhere on the moon, and yeah, that's where he needs to be that's, now. Well, he's five, of course it is. Yeah, and when he's ten, there'll be different questions, and that will keep evolving and keep evolving and keep evolving. Yeah, but also as well at the same time, I want him to see the journeys dad went on and see the decisions that I made for him to find 
pure inspiration and hope and good feel through this whole process. Yeah. Because I know the things that I've done in my life in these last five years and there's things that I'll do going forward in my life that he will watch, listen to, read. And he might be 30, 35, 40, and he'll find inspiration in something yeah. to push him on. Yeah. And I guess that's also why I've done everything that I've done. It's like the picture you see with a, a dad lion and the, the little one's always watching on. They're, they're captioned, there's always saying, someone watching. Yeah. Always found, sometimes you look at animal memes, don't you? And they're a bit, you know, you're looking a bit tacky or whatever, but that that's quite a good meaning for that as a parent, I yeah. think. It's always, always somebody watching. Yeah. And that, that somebody that's always watching is, is your kids. Yeah. Good yeah. and bad. Yeah, yeah. Good and bad examples, that's that's the way it is. Yeah, it is. And I, I just want the best for my son. And I just yeah. want us to have the best, the best life going forward, really. Um, and, you know, and as I say, I go back to that point. It takes a lot of hard graft for me to do what I do, to be sat here. I won't be I won't be able to do this two years ago. But you are here, and that's. But I am here. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That's the important thing. But also, that's I still I, yeah. I did I did have a vision of real with Rick. In my in my creativity mind, there's there's no ceiling. So I go, are you on a show? Is it your show? It's not the way it looks for me. You know. So real real Rick's your podcast that you started to do. Yeah. Um, it looks the way it looks in terms of the real Rick logo does look a bit like a show with the yeah. microphone. Yeah, yeah. But it does look like a. You know, so yeah. what, what what was your what did you feel that was going to be? It was it was a it was it was different elements of going. Are you being interviewed? Are you interviewing someone else? You're talking out. You're doing something. This real with Rick thing. I was even going to buy a big like um, neon real with thing. Rick, yeah, 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 neon yeah. and get real with Rick and all. Yeah. This was in 2021. Yeah, and then and then I parked it for a bit because I was still moving through you know, my, my book journey and where my life was, you know, at, at that point and what I was doing and the decisions that I was making. But yeah, and here we are two two years later, um, you know, Grocery Grief comes out and I went on TV recently, got talking to, you know, one of the TV presenters there and, and he's like, you know, we, we got chatting and he's like, you know, have you ever thought about, you know, doing a, doing a podcast to support your book? And I was like, yeah, I have actually. Right, uh, literally 24 hours later, we're, we're done. I had a voice over, um, rec uh, recorded, a, a voice artist. I had uh, the podcast being created. I had the web developer. I had the logo, everything around me, everyone, and going, right, everyone, let's go. Made it happen in three weeks. Yeah. All of it. Shows what you can do, though, if yeah. you really focus your energy. The website created, the podcast created, the design, the logo, the imagery, the platforms. Two, three weeks, literally. And then we're, we're recording. Um, and the first episode was on Real with Rick. 14, I think it was the 14th of July, episode one. Yeah. So, you know, and but it was to support the book. It was to support, yeah. support Growth Through Grief. But it was it was basically sharing my journey from the point of losing Jade. You know, yeah, yeah. Episode one is the nine months of Jade's pregnancy, but also the birth of Hugo, the loss of Jade, and stepping forward really through that dimension of deep grief, and then moving forward, and my running, and my book journeys, and you know, so and it went on and on and on. So I feel like your podcast now, in terms of where it is, is a lot more than just support. You know, being supportive of the book. Some of the things that you cover in terms of the whole self-love piece. Yeah. Topics that you cover, which 
arguably could be seen as controversial to a degree mm. things about um finding love again yeah. things about dating yeah um you know which shows an element of progression and elements of moving on which people can you know depends if you've been through it or not and people have different opinions on those sort of things so i quite like the fact that it seems it's covering real real life situations that happen if you've been through something like this yeah or going through something like this and that which and that, i really like yeah and that that's the thing i tried to do haven't it tried to keep it real i tried to i wanted i i had to be, be really vulnerable really raw and really honest through this process yeah. because lots of us hold on to so much but i thought it's inevitable you're going to share your journey Rick. it's inevitable yeah. and the, the podcast was inevitable you know so and i'm sharing a lot in there as well you know um jade's death shouldn't have happened you know jade's death was negligence on so many levels which left me in a situation um where that had to get settled financially and 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 i've got to make decisions on that and move that forward and build a life for me and hugo but also as well you know i talk about this on my podcast gen and building generational wealth yeah and and i'm and i've done that and i'm doing that at the moment through my property business and you know what of course at the moment you know I'm, I'm very much focused on some business goals at the minute and what that looks like and what i want to step into and what i want to do in the next sort of like year or two but you know i do have goals within the property business as well you know ultimately i i want that property business to be a multi-million pound asset i do you know why not i want to make good decisions in amongst what i'm doing yeah which then ultimately then pushes me onto a goal of of building you know a million pound equity in the property business and a six-figure gross turnover and leaving that and allowing it to grow again a very heavy hard dimension through the process of my loss what's the, what's the motivation for that the motivation for that honestly is hugo's life hugo's life his family life his children and his grandchildren yeah and that has been in my mind. That has been at the forefront. Of course, I want to make the most of my life as well. And of course, I want to have the. I want to try and build the best life possible for me. I deserve that. Jade would have wanted that. Yeah. You know, I I could go out there and just spend it all. I, I say this in my podcast. We're doing three things: we're saving, spending, or investing. I've been doing a lot of investing recently. I did a lot, I'll tell you, at the start of, from the, the loss of Jade, probably the first nine months, I was doing a lot of spending, a lot of spending. But I had a plan and I wanted to move into investing and grow. And you know, this property business is gonna do that. It's going to give that generational wealth. It's gonna change my core family. Yeah. It's gonna change Hugo and his family's life for a long time. That's powerful stuff. Mm. That's really powerful stuff. So that was the core of why I've been doing what I've been doing and why I've been building what I've been wanting to build, really. So, who do you think the podcast is for? So, if you're if you're if you're going out there saying, okay, <clears throat> give real with Rick a go, give it some time, listen to a couple of episodes, see what you think. Who's it really pitched at? Who are you trying to help? Real with Rick course is is targeted at loss it is 
I think anybody that's experienced loss should tune in, but also very much so if you are a widow or you're a widower. I really feel you need to listen and tune into Real with Rick. The messages I've had, Aaron, from from widows and widowers, you know, more so females, because we talked about this, don't we? Yeah. You know, you know women talk more than men. Yeah. Ninety percent of who who's reached out to me have been women. Yeah. Phenomenal, inspiring. What you've done is just just it's just incredible. But also as well, it resonates so much with me. You talk about this here, there, and I went through this, I felt that, you know, and like you said, talking about the, the you know, the, the episode seven finding love again. Um and other other parts of my loss. It's it's real. People will be able to relate to it. Do you know what? There's nothing worse than sitting in your grief coma and just staying there. Yeah. I had to break free from it. Everyone who experiences loss has a story. You can turn it into your superpower. You can share it. And sharing not only helps you, but helps others. Mm. It's not going, I've got the formula to, to deep grief and grief and loss and you know check me out because I can take you from A to B and go, you're free from it all. It's going to be with you for the rest of your life. But stories help. Stories inspire. Stories allow people to just think differently. Yeah. And if we can start to think differently and take that first step, well, at least we're on the right road. Yeah. That T-junction. Yeah. T-junction, who all comes back to. Yeah. I was going to say. That's it. And I've been doing this for the last few years now. My seven books, my websites. I've got a beautiful website for Jade as well. JadeHeartPuppyLove.co.uk. In memory of Jade, I've got Hugo's Superhero website heartzero.co.uk I've got the podcast I just took the first step April March April 2020 at my dining room table it's amazing when you talk to people that have done different things and it all comes from that first step yeah that's where it all comes from and nobody really knows what they're doing yeah nobody really has experience nobody really understands potential you know the potential of what it could be it just happens from that step and those choices it's ideas and you know, yes, you know, I've I've pressed the button on lots of projects and, and, and I can do that. I'm in a position where I can do that. But if anybody wanted to bring out uh, an autobiography or write an adult book or bring out a children's book, they could. You know, th- this this thing costs probably a thousand to fifteen hundred quid to get off the ground. You know, well, I so- think it I think it's the reason why somebody wouldn't do that is the fear of number one, the fear of people thinking it's crap, waste of time, and the inability to go and find out how to do it yeah the how and the fear yeah they're the the detractors from doing anything I think in life but that's that's the normal triggering the human brain humans yeah oh fear naturally negative we can't do that it's naturally negative isn't it (laughs) it really is we're negative beasts yeah Yeah. we are we're negative beasts and we have to go no 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 you know we're here to do amazing things on this planet we're here to inspire, help, grow in whatever shape or form. And that's all that was ringing through my head when I was running hundreds yeah. of miles. Go and do something different. Yeah. Go and pull yourself out of the gutter, Rick, and, and turn all of this on its head. Yeah. To allow you to take steps to, to self-healing and acceptance. Um, and and put yourself in a in a better position 
not meaning my life's better now without Jade. Yeah, of course. Absolutely not. I'd go right back to the 7th, 8th of July. But I have choices. But this is the hand you've been dealt. This is the hand that I've been dealt with. And I have choices. And my choice is to find ways to keep growing and just just create positive compound on my physical and mental state and my creativity. Yeah. And and I've got to keep doing that. I've got to. It, it, it's hard work. It's really hard work. I think that from, from getting a feeling from what you said today, that's the backbone of what you're about, I think. Yeah. Um, we've got some questions. Okay. So I went on, out on social media a couple of times in the last couple of weeks and said that you were coming on. Yeah. A bit of a, a couple of few videos up to talk about just sort of briefly... Uh, why you were coming on and a bit about you and stuff like that and shared a couple of your posts on, on, on our media. Got a couple of questions that have come back from that because I sort of went out and asked, look, get in touch, send, send us a DM with some questions and, yeah. and, and we can we can pose those to Rick and okay. you know whoever it is, doesn't matter, you know. So got a um a question here. This is from this is from Facebook actually from a chap called Gareth. I actually used to go to school with Gareth back in the day. Um he says you speak really well in the podcast and you speak really well in your videos with confidence and purpose. Have you actually had time to grieve? 100% yes. So being a 24-7 daddy has given me more time than most because most people probably have to go back to work or go back into the cog of society society and life and that normality. Yeah. Everything stopped for me, and I was a 24-7 dad. So I've spent more time in my own thoughts than most. Yeah. But do you know what? I had to feel it all. Of course, there's times naturally throughout my deep grief process where I was trying to fight it. I was trying to beat it. At times, I thought I'd beaten it. Because you do. Yeah. Everyone, most people go through it. But... There came a point, and it was after writing Puppy Love and publishing Puppy Love, I thought, I've done it. And, there, and there, it was about a, a, probably a, a five to six month process after that where I was like, no, Rick, this is, this is with you forever. You have to just take this with you in the best possible way and just keep wrapping as much good stuff you can around your grief. So to answer his question, I have grieved, I have grieved deeply, um, 100%, which has led me to where I am today. Yeah, the building blocks. So I've got a question from Debbie off of LinkedIn. Um, so, difficult one to ask, but hopefully I get it right, because um, she sent me a big paragraph, and um, I want to make sure I do it justice, because she's she's in the same situation as yourself. Okay. Um, so without going into exactly how Jay passed, is there any resentment towards your son? I.e. the thought of it could have been him rather than her. This is the feeling I had sometimes and I felt really guilty about for some time. I've never, I've never held resentment or anger towards Hugo, personally. Um, of course, I was faced with the challenge of not having this bond with Hugo for at least the first 12 months because of my own emotions I'm a human being I've been shot with the worst situation 
trauma, tragedy, loss, shock. I'm moving through all of these different feelings of anger, but my my anger is elsewhere, mm. and it never it never went into Hugo or was was pointed at Hugo, thinking, you know, if if we didn't have a kid, Jade would still be here. The reality is we made a decision to grow, to have a family, um, and Jade fell pregnant, and Jade was a fit 33-year-old woman. And we went into Bassett Law Hospital with every faith, and you wouldn't think anything different. Yeah. She's going in, she's giving birth yeah. to the baby. You're the last thing on your arm, really. Two days later, we get ourselves at the hospital, we walk out together, and we go home together. So, Jade's death shouldn't have happened. And the responsibility of that sits on the shoulders of the hospital. Um, and the individuals that were around Jade and the decisions they made. Um, which was catastrophe. So, I, I, don't, I don't feel any resentment or anger towards, towards, towards Hugo. Um, it's not. It's, it's nothing to do with Hugo, really, for me. Yeah. Would you have anything to say to Debbie if she goes through times where she feels like that? It's just a tough one, isn't it? It's, it's a it's, tough one because it's I, I've scenario not, dependent I've not, as well. I've not, I've not felt it. But yeah. The one thing I'd probably say is just be kind to yourself, and it's okay if you are feeling what you're feeling. The feelings aren't going to stay there forever. Those feelings will change. Um, and it's normal and natural in deep grief to feel some real crazy stuff, trust me. Trust me. Especially from an anger perspective. Um, but you'll not be there forever. You won't. Luke said something on this podcast a couple of months ago. Ice bath, Luke. Oh, yeah. He said feelings are temporary. They are. That's it. Good and bad. Feelings yeah. are temporary. Yeah. They are. Which is quite interesting when you think about scenarios and positives and negatives. Yeah. It is, it's right. Yeah. And when, when, I, when I talk about the word anger, you know, my anger has evolved throughout the years. And, you know, I look at everyone around Jade and, and they, didn't mean to, they didn't mean to make the decisions they made. Yeah. They just made bad decisions one on top of the other from various different angles what happened just happened um, and I guess when you lose control then you're under more pressure and you're more than likely not going to make the right decision yeah but your decision made under stress and duress and, and stuff it's never was, the right decision and is that's it? what was happening yeah. in and around Jade so I've gone on this journey of, of anger, but I found a way to let go of a lot of that. Yeah, good. Um, because, you know, peace and good energy for me are massive. I need to be around good, genuine human beings. It's yeah. really important for me. Yeah. Because I always, I feel the energy. You take bits from people, don't yeah, you? Good I, and bad, yeah. But, you know, you, we've all been there when we're in the presence of some bad energy. Yeah. I feel it. Yeah. I, I really do feel you it. You feel it more than most, you think? Yeah. yeah. And, and and I feel it more than most when I'm in in good energy. Yeah. 
because I elevate even more. Yeah. You know, so, and it's just just with what I've, what I've been through. What you've been through, I think the highs are very high and the lows are low. Yeah. More than most because of the, you know. Yeah. Emotional turmoil yeah. and everything you've been through. Yeah, you know, it's, it's understandable. It, yeah, you know, it's yeah, it's it's that that is, that is it. That is it. Um, but I've got I've got to create sustainability. I've I've got to just carve the best version of me. And of course, like I said to you, I still have my bad days. Yeah, the good days outweigh the bad days now. The bad days outweighed the good days years ago. Yeah, and that shows progress. Feelings, are, temp- feelings progress. are temporary. Yeah. So what what so you've gone on through through quite a few journeys in terms of your health, well being, yeah, physical stuff you're doing at the moment in terms yeah. of body transformation stuff. Yeah, we see you jumping in and out hot uh, in and out. I say hot tubs. I know you probably do, but in and out of cold, you know, <laughs> nice uh, hot and cold therapy. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, so what what's kind of how's that been helping you? So uh, through the through the training in general, it's always been a yo yo for me. Um, but I'm, I'm, I feel like it, it's different now. I, I do a lot of CrossFit and HIT workout now. Okay. Um, I used to do a lot of running through my running journey. That all crashed in lockdown, and I've gone on this journey. But I've, I've sort of fell out of love with running, and I'm in this weight training, HIT, and CrossFit now. So I want to look the best I can. I'm 40 in December. I'll be 40 all you next year. You look younger year. than me, mate, and I'm younger than you. Right. You look right. <laughs> yes. So I'm 39 now. Um, I'm going to be 40 all next year. And I kind of go, next year especially, you want to look the best ever, Rick. You want to be stood there with some stomach muscles going off, yeah. some good shape, and people look at you and go, It's 40. How, is it? How old are you? 40. Uh, uh, yeah, you're looking quite good, you. Uh, so what do you do? You know, how, how have you done what you're doing? I'm a body know? coach. <laughs> <laughs> That's so the next thing, isn't it? <laughs> I'm, I'm going on this body transformation. You know, when you say the word body transformation, you sort of go, oh, God, you know, absolutely ripped and lean yeah, and, yeah. you know, getting the oil on. No, I just want to get to an unreal weight, feel lean, have some good muscle and just feel incredible. Feel good, yeah. But also as well, I've gone on this journey of building a spa in my garden. So me and Jade love spas. I love spas. I believe in well-being and looking after yourself. I thought, go and do it, Rick. I bought a hot tub years ago, proper one, beautiful. Bought a hot tub. Um, and then I thought to myself, it was last year, I was looking at the ice bath company. And this hot, hot this sorry, this, this cold therapy, this ice bath therapy was getting bigger and bigger last year. And it's even bigger now. Yeah. Everyone's, everyone's getting onto it. And I thought, you know what? So I bought a plunger, you know, the inflatable plungers. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah. bought one of them and I thought, and I thought, no, 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 Rick. Buy the proper thing. So I rang the ice bath company and then got talking to them. Anyway, bought, bought the ice bath. The ice bath came back into last year. And I looked at the benefits of, 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 uh, of cold water therapy and ice baths and all this sort of other stuff. And I looked at what I'd been through and I sort of pieced the two together and went, this is going to really elevate you. Mm. This is going to change so much for you. I don't think you're going to realise it. So anyway, the ice bath comes in and I sit in three deg- two, three degrees of water every day now. What, have you got a round one? or It's the oval, oval one. you got the oval, oval one. one have you? Yeah, 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 same as yours. Yeah. So, you know, I'm sat in that. Different kettle of fish from plunger. Just you because know it, it, you've got enough water to like engulf your yeah. body rather than you're, you're, you're touching the sides on exactly. a plunger. Exactly. Do you know on a yeah. plunger... 
I see it, you know, people put the, the thermostat in amongst ice in the oh, plunger. That does and go, nothing. And then you pull it out and they go, yeah, it's three, four degrees. No, it isn't. Ninety no. percent of it is twelve degrees, yeah, yeah. fourteen degrees. Yeah. That bit where the ice is yeah. is maybe. And that four. melts quick anyway. It's and then falls into half the fourteen degree degrees. Yeah. You know. The ice bath, it's a total different ball game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember when I first stepped in it, oh my God, I nearly had a heart attack. I was gra <laughs> grabbing my breath, you know. Yeah. I also burst into tears. Okay. And I broke down. And it was this release of breaking this fear barrier, but also doing something completely different. Anyway, I've gone on this journey of, of sitting in this ice bath every day, but also as well, I bought the sauna as well from the ice bath company as well. Yeah. So the sauna came earlier this year and I do hot and cold therapy. Yeah. The power of that as a combination two three degrees of ice water then into 100 degrees of sauna for 15 20 minutes and i sometimes get back in the ice bath and back in the sauna but yeah. break the time up Whew, i sleep like a baby yeah yeah like a baby and feel incredible you know the dopamine release the adrenaline you feel great i mean anyone tingle, that's not anyone that's not tried it as soon yeah. as you get out yeah and you've achieved it yeah you know i do it because that's the i, I, I can't swim i don't like right. water i don't want to go in my ears and i want to go underwater it's not it's not my bag right um i won't go in the sea just i'm scared of it i don't i don't want to do it um, which i need to sort but that's a different topic um I, I don't even like going under yeah so for me it was like water don't like it wow really cold yeah even tough worse. and i thought yeah. I'll, I'll, mate, I'll probably be able to do it i've done a loomy ice bath little plunger you know i've done it when it's frozen over in the garage january of the previous year so yeah. it must it's frozen it's yeah. cold so i've done that but this was a different experience. Yeah, yeah. The, just the amount of water engulfs your body. Yeah. Every bit of your... You're not leaning against stuff. Every yeah. bit of your body's touching yeah. two, three degrees. And you're literally... Neck, your neck You've down. got that red... Yeah, yeah. You come yeah, out with yeah. the red tan. Yeah, yeah. That's ginger it. anyway, so I'll get that yeah. anyway. But um, oh, the, but the sense of getting out... I mean, sometimes you sit in there and you're like, how am I going to sit in there? And then you relax. You get your breathing. You do your three minutes at three degrees or your four minutes, four degrees, whatever. And you think, I can do another minute. Yeah, yeah. And you talk... I, I, I'll talk to myself. Yeah, yeah. I'll do another minute. Because if I do that, maybe because I'm going to go through that, I might get a little bit of luck this week. Do, do you know what I, do you know I mean? It's weird stuff yeah. like that. You start doing with yourself, I, don't I, you? I don't do it often. I do it probably once every two weeks. But I try to just sit in there in amongst my own thoughts, yeah. just listening to nature. But sometimes I put music in. So I'll have okay, my headphones yeah. in and I go, oh my God, I've done like, I've done like four or five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Because you're gone. Yeah. You're not. You're not engrossed in. Oh yeah, it's cold. God. It's cold. It's cold. It's yeah. cold. Because yeah. even if you just move your fingers, you're going. Oh my god. You readjust where you sit. But, your ass. You yeah. readjust your fingers. You know your toes. For my skin, it's helped so much. My skin, my recovery. Yeah. Especially my recovery. Yeah. Um, so if I'm in the gym doing whatever, I'm not waking up going, oh, I'm stiff or, you know, so you, you can get on with things the next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I'm thinking about soon to step things up in terms of training twice a day. Okay. So. You definitely need a bit, of a bit more recovery from that, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. You've got the right spa. Yeah, yeah. Spa in the garden yeah. to do it. Yeah. And I've got the fire pit as well and the seat in. It's lovely. It's lovely. It's a beautiful little, nice little area. Little spot, yeah. Area for you. It's yeah. my area to, to recharge. Yeah. You know, everyone needs that. Yeah, and I, and that. I sometimes do it on evenings when Hugh goes to sleep and go, oh, I'll have a bit of a garden session or whatever. Or if it's in the day, it's in the day. But yeah. I try to do that at least four or five times a week. I yeah. write this in my book, Grow Through Grief. You know, train five times a week, get in the ice bath five times a week, and have four saunas a week, and the rest of my life will just take yeah, care it's just, of it's just, That's your foundation. That's your routine. That's your grounding. That's it. That's, that's what you're doing for you and you said that yeah. before about the, the focus on yourself to be yeah. the best person you can be and I've gone on this journey of self-care and self-love and I've yeah. had to 
I've had to because the loss, the shock, the trauma, the pleasing others, the worrying about what others think, it can destroy you. Mm. It destroyed me on many levels. Yeah. And I and I've made decisions on, you know, stepping forward as well with women and all that sort of stuff and relationships and I kind of pulled away from it all and gone, No, Rick, you know, you need to you need to do you. Um and and I've been doing this for the last probably twelve to eighteen months. Self love and self care. Yeah. Um but also knowing that I'm very much open to see what my my second chapter looks like in my life. Yeah. So I think that's a positive way to look at it. You know, and like you said, you've got choices. Cho- uh, you could look at it in a way that you let everything get on top of you yeah. and you don't progress. Um, or you could look at it as an opportunity to do X, Y, and Z yeah. for X, Y, and Z reason. For yourself, I've, for Hugo. I've got hope. Yeah. I've got hope. I've got hope. And I believe that, you know, I believe that I will find her. I will find my second chapter, that yeah. woman, that person that will just be incredible on so many levels, you know, for me, my son, our lives, and it will happen. But so what do you think the future looks right like time. for you guys? So you mentioned about that, What, what's coming next? What do we need to know? So I've got three more episodes coming out on series one, on Real With Rick, episode eight, nine, and 10, which will be very powerful um, going forward. And that sees out series one at Christmas time uh, this year. And I'm doing it, making a few decisions in the background in terms of growth of the property business as well. So, you know, elevating that forward. Um, I've just taken on a new diploma on cold water therapy. Spotted that. Yeah. Really interested. Yeah. So I'm doing this and it's about 200 hours this course. So, um, and it's just learning about the physics and biology of the, the link of, of, of cold water therapy, ice cold water therapy to the body. And because I'm doing it, I'm like going, oh wow! I, I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So that I'm, I'm, I, I do that, you know, on, on uh, amongst everything else. I'm still learning the guitar. Okay. Yeah. So that's going okay. I do a lesson a week, pretty much, and um, and yeah, I try. Do you know what? I try not to think past tomorrow. I just think about today and tomorrow, and I, and I don't think past that. See, I'll get mind out for that. <laughs> Yeah. I'll get my own out for that because I don't plan hard enough oh, Sophie, okay, yeah. Sophie my partner's like you only think about the day you're in you don't think about tomorrow yeah. you've organised that you've yeah, double booked yeah. this it's like yeah. fucking hell yeah nobody needs, nobody needs to think of it a yeah. bit, it, bit further forward it's really interesting with the recording of Real with Rick as well because um, the chap Steph who's who's um, who's interviewing me every time we talk about when we're going to get another episode in or when shall I come to the studios or when should we do this he's like no 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 we, we, we're not going to do two together because Rick your life moves so quick and what happens in such a short period of time yeah. you'll have, you could have more content to talk yeah, about yeah, yeah, on, yeah. you know so again that's just my life now and I just literally go live in the present you are here today you are blessed you are alive and you think about tomorrow and that's it I don't want to I just don't want to stress myself with anything else fair enough so if people want to reach out Rick and have a chat with you open up some dialogue whether it be about your journey whether it be about about growth for grief yeah um, or about the children's book stuff or just generally about getting advice and support as a fellow widow yeah. or people that have gone through loss for any reason at all where can people find you yeah so the books are on Amazon and Waterstones 
uh, Grow Through Grief is probably best buying from Waterstones at present because uh, the paperback sold out. Um, and all the Hugo and Daddies are on Amazon. So you just type in the search Hugo and Daddies and all my children's books will be there uh, alongside uh, my autobiography, Puppy Love, which is spelled with one P in puppy, P-U-P-Y. Reason why that is, and some people have come to me and gone, Hang on a minute, you've not even spelled puppy right. Me and Jade used to write notes to each other and call each other puppy all the time, okay. and it was P U P Y, so that's yeah. why it's called and, and, and spelled like that. Um, so the, the books are available on all the online major stores, um, and on the socials, you know, I do I do promote some good stuff and, and everything else that I do pretty much on my Instagram at Richard Hart 786, aka the Widowed Warrior. Um, and uh, and people can find me on Facebook just under Rick Hart good brilliant mate well thanks very much for coming on there's been so much discussed at what feels like a really short space of time um, yeah look back and think how's that all sort of crammed, crammed in there's like so much there's so like much that. in yeah. there yeah you know is. there's journey yeah. stuff there's mental health stuff yeah. there's physical health stuff there's journey growth business grief so much so you know it's been great to finally meet you yeah good to meet you um you know and find out about what you've been doing because even if you haven't gone through loss there's so much that you can take from your story and your journey especially over the last few years that you look at and i personally look at and think well when times get difficult for me what have i got to worry about yeah you know what have i got to worry about as long as you've got that hope yeah you've got that goal to punch towards i say this in the podcast reel with rick the most important thing and where where the gold sits is your family yeah anyone that's that's got a wife and kids and a family or vice versa a husband kids family and are not really appreciating what they've got because of x y or z take a step back yeah it's the it's the best thing you can experience and have on this planet it's not tangibles it's not money it's that it's a family yeah um and it's like you said as well you know you can you 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 know pe- people are so busy in their own lives but people can find inspiration in this podcast even if you haven't lost because people can be sat in fear doubt you know but i always say i, I don't want to be an icon i want to represent an idea i want to be representation of an idea to provide hope for people to go I can think differently. Yeah. I just have to believe in myself and take the first step. It takes you a year, three years, five years, ten years, it doesn't matter. And I always say this, this is this is my quote. You know, it's it's all about the journey, it's not about the destination. So if it takes longer to get where you need to be, even better. Yeah. Because you're engrossed in that journey. Yeah. And that's it. That is it. Rick, thanks, mate. Yeah. Been really great. Yeah. Good to meet you, man.